Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. As you know, our shows are evergreen, so you might be listening two or three years from now. A lot of people listen on demand. But we do have a situation in April of 2020 that has still continued. We are in the middle of a COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic, which has affected everything. So guests that I have on the program really talk about this and how it's affected business and what we can do about it. Where's the silver lining? Where's the bright light? And where are the challenges? Today, I'm so happy to bring back who I have on every, every couple of months, Paula Marshall who is an author, and she's been the CEO of the Bama Company since 1984. And Bama, the Bama companies make fast food and for the chains of McDonald's and Walmart and Pizza Hut, and their vision stands as a beacon for team members, inspiring organizations to achieve the Bama mission, which is people helping people be successful. And they have expanded to provide a variety of frozen desserts and baked goods to fast food chains and family dining restaurants. And is the author of the book, Finding the Soul, S-O-U-L, a big business as well as several other books. Welcome, Paul. It's so great to have you back on. Thank you. Thank you. Looking forward to today's conversation. Yeah, yeah. So let's look at the elephant in the room, Paula, COVID-19, the coronavirus. (laughs) We were hit like what? It's been now two months, right? About two months? Yes, it's, it started in uh, about the, the 23rd or 24th of March. Uh, things started getting more serious. People started closing down things. Uh, you know, it was starting to become, you know, more widespread. Um, then the government got involved, and then, you know, widespread things were, were definitely um, closing. And uh, in in a space of about two weeks, we saw our business drop um, Seventy percent. So we had to, uh, as a management team, we had to get, um, you know, extremely focused on cost savings. Uh, We applied for the PPP money. Um, We, you know, uh, took some very drastic action in terms of furloughing about 250 people. And um, we have been slowly coming back and slowly have brought them back. But uh, everything together has kind of, you know, has helped us stay where we are. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to be here uh, many, many years from now. We're not, we're not going down in terms of what, well, you know, what um, other people are, are having right. to do, but we're going to be here. Well, you also provide, I mean, there's a real need that you're filling. First of all, you're filling a food need which we all need, and because you supply to fast food chains like McDonald's and Walmart and, and again, and Pizza Hut, they are still doing takeout, so you're still producing. Yes, yes. We're, we're, we're producing, and we anticipate, um, you know, continuing to produce. Um, it's, you know, um, what we don't know is as we go forward, you know, so... Uh, what happens if it comes back? You know, what happens if people get too crazy and start, you know, uh, just literally going, you know, back to this? And I've seen some signs of that. I think that people are just really tired of talking about it. And um, 
So I, I think that's concerning. Um, but by the other token, I think we need to take a positive uh, view of it and um, learn from some of the mistakes we've made. And I don't know how long it will take for people to not be paranoid and afraid to get on airplanes or go somewhere, you know, um, it's just it's just anybody's guess as to how long it will take for the whole the whole of us to to, to decide that we can um, yeah you know go back to kind of I mean like for me I have plants in uh, in in Europe and Poland and in the UK and I won't be traveling there anytime soon. Um, they're saying that flights to Europe might not even resume until next um, next January or February. That I didn't know. Um, so wow. I won't be going to my facilities um, until at least that time frame. Hmm. So, you know. But it, you're still producing, just, Paul, correct? But they're still producing. We went, we were shut down in Poland for about a month. Um, and the government just put the payroll money in our account and we just kept paying our people. Good. So no, no, no one there really seriously lost, um, lost their job. Um, but coming back up and reopening, we just don't have the volume of business that we did have because in Europe, they literally don't have the dine-in facilities. Um, I mean, they don't have the takeout facility ability. They have mostly walk around and dine-in. So all the restaurants were closed. Um, So our our market was just literally shut down completely uh, for, for over a month. So... We retained all of our team members over there. Um, Poland was what, much more stringent and much more strict for a period of time longer than the UK. The UK was very slow to react at first. And then I think when Boris got the virus, um, everyone kind of started going, oh, you know, maybe this is a real thing. Yeah. So they started shutting down things. And when they did, they shut down things like right away. So mm-hmm. um, it's been different every market we're in. As to how uh, how they're uh, they do they're doing, uh, the Brits are probably going to be shut down another month at least, and mm-hmm. the Poles are starting to open things up this this week. So your plants are in Poland, <clears throat> and don't you have something in Ireland now? Yes, the UK is. Uh, we have uh, a company that we're acquiring there that's got two facilities: one in Belfast and one in um, uh, Wales. And so uh, we've been, they've also had to furlough a lot of people. Um, They've got one plant that's just running like one or two days a week. Uh, The other, because one of our clients over there is Subway and they uh, were totally shut down also. Now what you're making there is you're making um, the the apple pies or are you making the pizza dough? What, What are you making specifically in these different places? Now we're making all of the, uh, you know, the, the frozen uh, desserts for McDonald's and all a lot of different assortment of flavors. And we're doing uh, pizza. <clears throat> and uh, we're also doing the, the Subway um, dough lines that produce the flatbread. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, have, I want to let the audience know <laughs> that I've, I've been interviewing Paula now for 10 years. And finally, this year, I went out to Tulsa and I went to Bama and I saw the plant. 
I was there. I was on the floor. I saw it was just, it was fascinating. I couldn't take pictures. We could only take pictures of us in the cap and gown before we got in. But it was amazing right. with the dough and the apple pie and the pizza and the different sizes and rolling down on the on the assembly line. It, it was it was fascinating. Fascinating. So I, I it's just pretty crazy, it. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and I just kept saying, I want to take pictures. And they said, no, you cannot take any pictures in here. <laughs> yeah, was, no pictures. Yeah. No pictures. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, and, and you had like one vat, I think it was either cherry or you like for the cherry pies. You know, this whole, yeah. and it's huge. It's huge. It probably makes a thousand pies, you know, but yeah, it was, we're pro- it's probably more like a million, <laughs> to oh be honest. Yeah. And one day we can make about three million pies. Isn't that, and, and the dough and making in the pizza pie. That was fascinating how it stretches yes, and it goes on the another sheeted, line. Uh, the sheeted dough for them to, they actually proof the dough and bake it at their restaurants. So um, we have a, a long-standing relationship with Pizza Hut as well and, um, you know, have been dough partners with them for many, many years. And uh, we're just, uh, you know, we're very blessed to have these great customers that have somehow managed to, you know, keep most of their restaurants open globally um, except for that one-month period, and now they're starting to open back up. So we're watching, we're, we're paying a lot of attention right now to what's what we think is going to happen. So we're keeping a real uh, firm grip on consumer behavior. We're trying to uh, look at them and see what, you know, what's going to uh, change or influence their behavior. And, uh, you know, the worry is that if if people aren't comfortable going out, which I think they're going, think people are going to be, but if there's another attack of something, you know, it may slow things down again. So we're keeping our selves very uh, flexible and uh, we've got the team members now where they're they all are getting the hours but there are less of them you know so yeah, we're yeah, we're allowing people yeah. to volunteer to work off shifts and come in and work on weekends if they need the money and surprisingly we have a lot of people that are volunteering to come in and work during this time because so, I think there's so wonderful. many people out of work they need you know Isn't people who want to do something and get paid they're they're doing it that's wonderful. And I want to ask you, um, are more people, because of the fast food and the because you can do takeout, are you seeing an, a, an increase in the takeout business than before? Well, it's, not, it's nothing like it was before. Uh, okay. What's happened, though, is different. So um, the customers, the places that people can go who had drive-thrus already, so let's say, for example, let's take Starbucks as an example. Starbucks is a company who depends on you to come in and shop around and look around and then get wait there for while you get your coffee. Well, they've all been closed, so their business, as we've been monitoring it, is down about 60%. Wow. Now they're starting to open back up, and they're sending text messages to people saying, hey, we're open, we're open. So I think what you'll see is moving. So without a Starbucks, where are people going? Well, in the Northeast, they're going to Dunkin' or they're right. going to McDonald's to get coffee. So they're buying other things when they're there. So mm-hmm. I think you're going to see some shifting back to more of the normal places people would go before everybody closed. But <clears throat> I think it remains to be seen how 
much working from home people are going to do because now that they've gotten comfortable and we can see that there is productivity happening right. when you're working from home and that, right. thank God for Zoom, um, I'm probably on seven Zoom calls four days a week. Yeah. Um, it's just incredible how many, I'm having board meetings uh, online, right. I'm on, I'm tonight at seven, I have a board meeting and I'm going to be on the, the Zoom. Um, it's going to, it's going to be kind of, like somebody's going to have to make a really good case in the future for why we should fly places, spend the money for hotels. I know. To go know. to a board meeting that lasts for seven hours. Right. And, and then go back home. You know, right. so I can I can change. see, you yeah. know, for the relationships and to build relationships with people, but I think it's going to take a while to get back to everyone thinking they have to be together to do business. Right. So and, I and I'll about tell the you, I'll, I'll tell you, I agree with that because I've, I've been to Zoom meetings where, I mean, I've been to Zoom events where I I felt very connected to the people. So it's not mm-hmm. exactly the same, but you can still have that same feeling of connection. Because you get the emotion, right. you can see them. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Right. I've been, right. you know, I've been online with doctors. I've been, I've been, you know, I've <clears throat> done, uh, and my kids and everything else, and teledoc. Um, you know, yeah. it's, you know, why do I want to go sit in a doctor's office and right. Right. when I can do a teledoc uh, with a doctor's appointment, I can call and get an appointment within an hour and see a doctor. Um, it doesn't, you know, it's the thing is. That things are going to change. They are I feel change. very strongly yeah. that things yeah. are going to change. Yeah, this and reminds this me how yeah. and what yeah. businesses and who you yeah. know is going to be yeah. the word of the this day. Rem- I think this reminds me of after nine eleven when the airline industry totally changed. Remember that it completely yeah. was different after nine eleven. Yeah, interesting. All right, we're going to take a break. Yeah, and when we come I, back, yeah, we're talking to Paula A. Marshall who is the CEO of Bama Company since 1984, so was in her family business since 1938 when her grandmother uh, started Alabama, Bama, and started making her first apple pies on the kitchen table. And now 85 years later, uh, this is an amazing company that um, is global. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Join five-time world and international boxing champion, mental health advocate, writer, and speaker, Mia St. John, for In the Ring with Mia. After losing her ex-husband and son to mental illness, Mia has set out to empower those who deal with mental illness, homelessness, poverty, and addiction. Tune in and join Mia in the ring. And together, you'll find the help and motivation that you need. Listen live every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. And we are talking to Paula A. Marshall, who's the CEO of Bama Companies. They make all of the fast food desserts and pies and pizza dough for Pizza Hut and Walmart and McDonald's and have been with McDonald's for over 30 years. The company started on her grandmother's kitchen table in 1938, in the 30s, and it's now 85 years old and Paula is at the helm. And their mission is to help people be successful. And again, they, her plants are, the plants are all over the world. They're based in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They have plants in Poland and in the UK. And um, just exciting. I've been interviewing Paula for now 10 years, and we've become friends. And she's written a wonderful book called Finding the Soul, S-O-U-L, a big business. And she really walks her talk. Her employees are not called employees. They're called team members. And she values each and every one of them. And she'll talk to each and every one of them as well when she has the time, but she'll be there. So um, welcome back, Paula. Thank you. I, you know, I have to tell this story. I've told you this is so funny. When I first, Paula and I, as I said, I've interviewed her for about 10 years. And she was in New York. I was going to meet her in New York, which is where my daughter is. So the first time I met Paula, you know, I'm in this hotel waiting for Paula. And I'm expecting this, you know, suited woman with a briefcase, you know, and, and some kind of a scarf, you know, and just, you know, with my hands shaking. All of a sudden I hear, hey, Patricia. <laughs> and I turn around and here's this woman in a baseball cap, right, with sneakers and, and, and comfortable. And I'm looking, Paula, really? <laughs> it was wonderful. And we've been friends ever since. That was so funny, Paula. It was like, you know. Oh, gosh. Really? I see Paula, it. really? You sure that's you? <laughs> oh, my so, goodness. We love it. We love it. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm I'm not known for uh, my Fifth Avenue uh, street attire. So <laughs> I've got I've got my set thing that I wear and I'm, you know, I like to be comfortable and I don't like to be, uh, you know, too overdressed for anything. If I have to, I will. But, you know. It's, but it's something it's nice, that though, you know, it I'm more you, into comfort. Well, but it also makes you approachable too, Paula. You know, I think there's an, yeah. com- an approachable level, you know, so so much so. And, um, yeah, so it's really fun. But so now I'm going to ask you, if you were to, let's say we're through COVID, we're not. But if you were to write a quick handbook, if I said to you, okay, Paula, what is your advice to companies, maybe like your own or to businesses, during this time, 
you know, what's kept you going? I know you have a business that's a food business, so people will always have a need. But in general, Mm -hmm. what are some pieces of advice you'd give to people who are struggling right now? Yeah, it's really tough. I mean, I I know a lot of the 20 million unemployed people are a lot of independent uh, contractors. They're people who run salons or they work as a contract person in a in a uh, as a hairdresser, uh, a shop of some kind, uh, <clears throat> selling merchandise. I mean, there's yep. so many, so many little, um, you know, little, um, you know, uh, and people who are just small business, just very small. And so, I I really feel like that. Um, what I would, what I've tried to tell people is to. This is one of those times when I wouldn't be afraid of taking, uh, you know, taking a um, part of some government money. Uh, you know, if you have a lot of pride and you don't want to take unemployment or whatever. But this is one of those times that I think, as a business, we did it. Uh, we we applied for the Paycheck Protection Program. We got the money. Uh, we did return some of it last week when uh, we knew we weren't going to need it. Um, well, but I great. do think this is a time to get, you know, take take some time, take stock with yourself. And, and um, if you're furloughed or if you're unemployed, get get the unemployment because it's never been, been easier to get it. And I think it's there for you and for your protection. And then, you know, I would just, um, as a company, there's companies that are constantly evaluating. Um, and some companies are taking this time to get thinner and leaner and meaner and and uh, eliminate, eliminate <clears throat> maybe positions that were duplicative. And, and so mm-hmm. I always tell people to try to, whatever you do in your job, be someone that people want to go to and want to right. uh, deal with. So be be good at what you do, take on extra assignments, be willing, have a positive attitude, all those yep. things that we all talk about all the time, but it's right. something that people take for granted, you know? Right. I want to add something to what you said because you're a very, very large company and someone like me who's a small business and a solopreneur, I applied for PPP and that's the beauty of this is that even though I don't have employees because I'm self-employed, you can still apply for PPP as a sole proprietor. So, you know, there's something for everyone in this from the little guy to the big, big, big company. Right. And I think that's what's been slow. I think that... The second round, I think the banks were more aware of how yes. to distribute it, and I think they have been more, uh, you know, more focused on the small business and helping the small business people. And so, I really feel like it's gotten it's, it's kind of gotten itself back to uh, a normal a normal thing, and um, uh, we're we're going to come through. It's just a question of when. That's what we. That's what we ourselves that's what we don't know is when you know when does it turn around completely when is the right time to take on the off the gas or put the gas on or you know um you know um it's just a it's just a very unusual time that i don't know if we'll ever experience it again but i think it will make a lasting impact on people's psyches because i don't think you can sit at home for all these weeks and listen to all this bad news and all these people dying and the hospitals filling up with people and just scared. I don't think our, as humans, I don't think we're, 
wired to take on that much trauma, you know, at one time. And then as a whole country, it's just been so much trauma. So how long does it take for people in their minds to get over that? Some some people will never get over it. Well, you know, I still have a lot of people that say they're never going out again. They're never going to eat out again. They're never going to, you know, do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. I know. It's a lot of fear. And also, but there's the other side, though, too, Paula. There's a silver lining, you know, being able to connect with people. What did they do in the 1918 pandemic, right? I mean, there was no miscommunication. You talked to the person next to you if you were alive, you could find them. That's right. That's right. And, And so I think it will take, because I do think there's an impact that the news media has. And, you know, honestly, Patricia, that's why you're in this business. That's why I like to come on your show and support you because you want to say positive things and you want to help people feel better, not feel worse. And so, unfortunately, that's how they sell news in this country is it has to be worse, you know. And 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 I um, I think the blessings are that, you know, we're counting our blessings more. I mean, you know, I never thought about gee, I'm going food shopping, and what if I couldn't buy food? I, ne- I never thought about that before. Or, no, you know, we've gee, never I'm, thought gee, I'm that. healthy. Right, gee, I'm healthy. I'm walking out with a mask, but, gee, I'm really, oh, thank God. I mean, I thought about it, but not to the degree I'm thinking about it now. Mm-hmm. To the basics yeah. that I don't think we, we really um, were so appreciative. We took it for granted. Right, right. And that's what happens, you know, that's what happens. And we'll, we'll remember this um, for a while, and then it depends on what the snapback is. You know, some people are going to snap back quickly because they never believed it in the first place. They never felt like they could get it. And some people who knew, see, I never, in Oklahoma, we never knew anyone who got it. I never oh. had, knew one person. We had uh, maybe two people at Bama tested, and they never tested positive for it. So we're, everyone here is kind of like, well, we've only had 200 deaths in the whole state, you know, since wow. the beginning of this. Wow. And so I wonder no why. One really, I don't know. No one gets it. The same is going on in Texas. The same is going on in other parts of the country. There's no deaths. But they closed all of our hospitals. Yeah. They had the National Guard in here building all these hospitals, and they never got used. Wow. Never got used. Well, it's the denser populations, I think, that really, I think you know, so, too. Yeah. And yeah. I think, you know, I hate to say it, but I think a lot of the, the workers from China went to Italy, which was to work in the fashion industry, is what I understood. <clears throat> and then they went back to Wuhan, and then all the fashion industry people went to New York and to do their mm-hmm. fashion weeks and things, and it affected everyone there. So it's you're you're right. It's and then people getting on airplanes and going back and forth for so long after we should have, you know, we shut shut down China traffic. But then traffic. I was in Mexico in the end of February. We were in you know the beginning of February. I was in Poland. I was in the UK. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't yeah. traffic wasn't stopping. You know, people were yeah. flying around everywhere. Yeah. So I think one of the biggest places that they're going to have to focus is the airplanes and come up with some kind of way um, to disinfect those air filtration systems so that when you get on a yes. plane, you know it's not blowing all these germs around everywhere. Right. 
Right. Absolutely. All right. On that note, we're going to take another break. My guest for the whole hour is Paula A. Marshall. She is the CEO of Bama Companies, and it was in her family business since the 1930s. And they make the apple pies and fast food desserts and, and pizza dough for Pizza Hut, McDonald's, Walmart, and other fast food chains. They're a global company. Paula's been on the show for about 10 years, and it's so wonderful to um, to work with her every, every couple of months and to hear really her views, her, I think her mission is very much what her book is about, Finding the Soul, S-O-U-L, of big business, and she has done that. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are a pet owner, you know there's a special connection between us and our pets. They are part of the family. The owners of special breeds also understand the important roles they play. Tune in for Greyhounds Make Great Pets to find out more about one special breed. Hosted by Rory and Kathy Goray, along with TJ Beter, we'll focus on greyhounds, but we'll also cover topics that apply to any pet owner, like animal welfare issues, racing, and more. Listen live Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America is available on your Google Connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. My guest for the whole hour is Paula A. Marshall. She's an author, and she's been the CEO of the Bama Company since 1984. It's a family-owned business um, since the 1930s when her grandmother started making apple pies on her kitchen table. 
and they are known for making the fast food desserts, apple pies, now pizza dough for fast food chains like McDonald's and Pizza Hut and Walmart and many of the big companies, and they're a global company. And so she's also the author of Finding the Soul, S-O-U-L, a big business. And you can look her up on Facebook, Paula A. Marshall, Bama, B-A-M-A, Bama Industries. And uh, she's been a guest on my show for about 10 years now. Welcome back, Paula. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yep. So let's look at um, sort of where we are. I mean, we've been talking about your strategizing. What is your thinking? And I, I want people to hear this in terms of, you know, you said to me, well, you know, we don't know. We don't know if this will kind of disappear. Will it come back? And so how do you then plan for your future business when you're not sure exactly which way the wind is going to go? Well, that's the trick, apparently, Patricia. That is the trick. And so I think what uh, what we've had happen is um, we have a very great finance couple, great, smart, very agile finance people, and they um, run a lot of financial models for us. So I know a lot of people listening to you might be a small business, might be someone who doesn't have access, but, you know, if you have an accountant and you file taxes, you can work with your accountant and say, help me build a model that looks out into the future because budgets are great, but they're in the past. Um, Budgets help us align our spending with what we think we're going to do. And most often it comes out fairly close, but sometimes we're really far off, so people get get loose about budgeting and get loose about managing their cash and those types of things. I I think what I've learned more than anything in this um, situation is, is that managing cash, managing your balance sheet, managing your spending, uh, making sure that you're, you can run lean and mean and, and not have to, um, you know, worry about running out of money. I think a lot of people just didn't have the resources. They don't have the, financial resources to, um, you know, withstand uh, these big drops like this. I mean, if we hadn't had a savings and we hadn't done things, Patricia, the the way that we've done them, we've been very conservative. I learned that from my parents. And um, it's, been, it's been an interesting um, way to look at things. And so I, I feel right. like... Using your financial people and working on your finances and focusing on your financial situation more is some of the best advice I could give. You know, not to the exclusion of everything else, but definitely something that needs to be paid attention to a lot more than we do. Right. So work with your accountant and, and work out different scenarios is what you're saying. Yes. I, I would... I would work with my accountant and try to build scenarios of what I think might happen in the future. So budgets are nice and good if you, they're kind of more annual, what I think is going to happen. But a forecast is something that gives you the latitude to be able to, um, we flex, (laughs) excuse me, I sneeze. We flex things up and down to, um, look at what we would do if things went really high or what would we do if 
things went really low. What would we do if a doomsday happened? And I can tell you this company that we're working with in the UK that, that we're acquiring, one of the things we've been very um, helpful to them on, and they haven't really understood it until we just sort of made them do this. We made them do a best case and a worst case. Mm-hmm. And looking at the worst case, and I, he kept arguing with me and saying, why am I doing this? This isn't going to happen. And I said, look, this is an exercise, a mental exercise we're doing. It's like we're playing chess with ourselves. But this is a mental exercise so that we can go through this and talk about what would we do if the worst happened. So if you're, if you're constantly running your business as a most likely and you don't look at what happened if I got a product on the shelf that exploded, what would I do? And also the opposite of that, what would I do if my business dropped off 70, 80%, like what just happened to us? Um, most people don't have the cash and they, haven't, they don't have the safeguards in place uh, from their bank or their lending institution or they run themselves up to the edge uh, of their finances all the time, and then when something mm-hmm. happens, they don't have a backup plan. So we use that forecasting um, and that most likely and worst case to um, actually model different scenarios that we can have make plans on in case something happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what you're saying. And it sounds like, you know, it may also help people be more um, financially prudent, right, in the future. This well, yeah, that. because if you're running a, a best case and a worst case and you realize uh, that, you know, um, things aren't going, you know, like what would I do if, and I just had this, we call them contingency plan, I just had this contingency plan back in the back of my mind or I had it in a safe written down somewhere, you know, what would I do if this happened or that happened? Uh, you know, what you find is it's like, wow, I didn't even think about that. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. think about what I would do if that happened. Mm-hmm. So we built up quite a war chest of money <clears throat> simply because we were able to, um, you know, plan something bad happening for many years and we had a, uh, some stockpile of cash that we definitely burnt through in March. And we've definitely burnt through a lot of the PPP money already uh, in April, but we see ourselves stabilizing a bit in May. Which is great. Yeah, which is great. But I think what you're saying here is, you know, you have that because you're a larger company. Not everybody has some of the things you have in place. Right. And that's why I say that with, tongue-in-cheek to, to your listeners and people who I know listen to this show. Everything isn't just about being a great big company. It's, it's about how can you use, because everyone files taxes. We know automatically that everyone has an accountant somewhere sitting around. Most accountants know how to do this. They just aren't asked. Most accountants are just asked right before tax time to help people file their taxes. So I'm saying if you have an accountant, you know, ask them to go to work for you. They probably know your business almost more than you do because they do your financials. They run your financials. There's a lot of accountants that I know that give a lot of really good advice to the small business owner to help them understand what they need to do financially to stay strong, conservative, 
and what to do and what not to do. Like a lot of times small business people, Patricia, they like to get involved in a lot of different things. And I was like that too. And um, I just wanted to say that what I've learned over the years is if I think about all the different things that I could start, you know, in the course of a month being an entrepreneur, I'd rather focus my time and energy on something that will work. And so I try to look at, you know, the cost of the development of it, who's the customer, is this a reliable customer that's talking to me about developing this, how much money am I going to spend on this, what's it going to take out of my current bank account to develop this and to walk this through. And if you find yourself, you know, in that exercise burning through way too many of your uh, contingencies, you know, your contingency money, maybe it's possible you should just pull back and not develop something, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that you don't have the ability to take out to the market. It's going to eat up all your dollars, you know, just in the development phase. So those are things that I use um, our financial staff for is we have conversations about that kind of stuff all the time. And yeah. there's things that we pull back from. Now, because we look at the the cost of developing something and we don't see the returns, and we've really managed to scale back our wild give an, and fancy give an example, ideas. Paula. <laughs> give give an example of something. Just one example of something you've scaled back on. Well, for example, uh, we have a, a a good customer that's based out of California in the QSR business, and. Um, they were having us work on about six different SKUs for their menu of our biscuit product and just different ideas, different ways of looking at it, different tastes and different things like that. And this work had gone on for a year and it was expensive and it was costly. And we we finally went to them and sat down and said, you know, we're just we're just feeling like we should pull back on this this exercise because we don't know if you guys are really going to do this or not, or if you're serious, because mm. we're burning up a lot of R&D dollars and a lot of our mm. time. Mm. And they were, they were extremely grateful that we did that and said we had no idea y'all were still in there every week fighting to try to get something for us, um, you know, to, to put on our menu. So, you know, it was a conversation that needed to be had. We probably needed to have it six months ago. But because it was a good customer and because we didn't want to upset anybody, we just kept working on it. And that would be an example of something that where I feel that we're, we're trying to do a service to a customer, but it was never going to go anywhere and we were never going to get any return on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in time, it's a good example. Right. And, and, know, but greatness. they understood. I mean, you're fortunate, too. And they definitely understood. Yeah, they did. They were not. They were not uh, upset at all. In fact, they were happy that we brought it to them. Yeah, which is great. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are talking to Paula A. Marshall, CEO of Bama Industries. They make all of the apple pies and fast food desserts for chains like McDonald's and Walmart and Pizza Hut. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back.
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Very sure has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation, Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show Hi, everyone, and we are back. We are talking to Paula A. Marshall, who's an author and the CEO of Bama Company since 1984. This company has been in her family since her grandmother created it in the late 1930s when she made apple pies on her kitchen table. And they started making apple pies from McDonald's back uh, many years ago. And now they've expanded to Pizza Hut and Walmart, and they've kept uh, McDonald's as a client. They make apple pies and pizza food dough, and now they're working with them with Subway as well. And they have plants all over the world. And the mission of Bama is people helping people be successful. Welcome back, Paula. All right. Thank you. Tell me about what's going on with a lot of the volunteer work you're doing in delivering food. It sounds really exciting for so many yes, people. Yes, and I just, uh, I just sent you some pictures. I don't know if you can put those up on your website, but... Uh, Taylor Hansen, who's a member of the band, the Hansen Brothers, uh, approached me about two years ago about an idea that he had to um, start community gardens, and it just meshed with what I was wanting to do, which was start a community garden, because Bama being in the food business, we want to see 
uh, hunger eliminated, and we want to do it in a smart way and not just say we're doing it, but we really want to do it. So um, Taylor had uh, had a group of people that were interested in volunteering, and so we began just small in uh, in in some apartment complexes, and uh, you know we did it with volunteers. We brought the horticulturists in, and we taught people how to garden. And we are now uh, starting to harvest the, the food. We're taking it to a distribution center. We're we're actually working with uh, the community food banks, and we have set up distribution and trucks and volunteers that mm. will allow us to uh, deliver the food to um, the the local food deserts and places where they just don't have any. So as mm. of today, Patricia, since about the middle of March. We've really ramped up during the COVID, and there's been so many people that can't get out of their house and can't shop and don't have the access to shopping and even transportation, um, which has been shut down in in many respects. Uh, We've delivered about 11,000 meals every week Mm. for the last um, eight weeks. Now, is this coming from Mama? Is this coming from a lot of our team members who are furloughed? So I sent you those pictures. So everyone in that one of those pictures. So is in is is works for Bama and is either furloughed or working right now. But their team members who are volunteering their time, not not being paid anything, to go out and help distribute the food. So you can see uh, the one picture is a line. It's our food distribution center where people can uh, come and pick up food. Uh, and we have boxes that have, you know, flour in them and pasta and some meat and different things, chicken and different things that people have donated. And then um, we also have the ability for our Bama team members who are furloughed or not furloughed, but if they want to volunteer, they can drive a truck or drive a car or whatever and deliver meals for us. So oh, we're very, amazing. very, very, very excited. Now, it, now, when you say you deliver meals, are these meals that Bama makes from your plant? No, these are meals that uh, we put together uh, as part of our um, Food on the Move initiative. We take the food from the community gardens. We get food from the food banks and other people, grocery stores, uh, local grocery stores like Reese's and Whole Foods and, you know, uh, all the local grocery stores will donate their produce that's about to expire in this mat and other food items, canned goods and other things. And then we uh, are able to uh, take that, put it together at our distribution center, and then we take it out and deliver it to the places that are food deserts in Tulsa that don't have any access to either transportation or grocery stores or both uh, or don't have any money or they've been really abandoned during this COVID-19. Hmm. Amazing what you're doing. Wow. And you so talked I just about say that. I wanted to talk about that from with you today, today because I just want people to know that they don't have to just sit at home all day and feel depressed. Um, there are people who need help, and you can still get out. You can still go places. You can still do things. And volunteering is still a very important part of life, and and it gives back to us more than it takes away. It does. And But, Paula, you've always done that. When they had the floods, I think it was 
I don't think it was in Minnesota. There was something that happened a few years ago, and it was yes, a competitor. Yes, in Joplin, Missouri. And it was a competitor of yours, and you brought your people there and helped them. That's, you know, pretty yes, amazing. Yes, it was General Mills. <laughs> wow. It was amazing. General Mills, and we went right up to Joplin and took a bunch of volunteers and helped them uh, put their community back together. Amazing. All right, we've got a couple minutes left, Paula. Any closing thoughts for our listeners today about COVID-19, about keeping going, keeping going, about staying positive? What are your closing thoughts? Well, I would say that for me, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a rather traumatic experience and having to um, furlough so many people at one time and then work hard to try to figure out how to get it back and then to be on calls with our customers and having them sharing with us what's going on and how they're trying to combat everything and they've been we've been truly partners through everything and um, I just want to say that the human spirit is strong that um, love is what guides a human and um, fear does not run us and fear will not run us and uh, we've got to stay positive and know that life will come back it may be different than what we see today but it will come back and we've got to be ready to embrace it and go back to loving each other and being there for each other like we always were thank you so much it's always so wonderful to talk with you it really is well Thank Thank you, honey, and I appreciate it. I'm glad you guys are coming through it just really good. Yeah. All right. Stay on the line for a minute. Paula A. Marshall, CEO of Bama Companies, whose mission is people helping people be successful. And again, her employees are team members, not employees. She's really there for them. They make all of the fast food desserts for McDonald's and Walmart and and, uh, Pizza Hut and other chains as well, Subway as well. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. You can find me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin Raskin. Raskin Mayfort sources and like me there. You can write to me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com, and you'll see a list of all my guests coming up. And if you decide you want to do your own show, your own podcast program or radio program, contact me because I love helping people put their own programs together. Until next week, have a wonderful week and stay safe. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.